Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bill Haven and the Boy. The first go round, our top five. Uh, and so I figure we could we could each go down from five to one here. Um, that should be interesting. Uh, I think you'll find mine interesting. I went through uh, 14 quarterbacks who I considered. So uh, it, was, it was tough. It, it was tough, but I I don't think this one will be the toughest. It'll definitely be probably the running backs, wide receivers. A lot more of those guys to go through, but... I'll start off with uh, number five. Uh, I was toying, I was toying between uh, Bobby Hoying and jo- Joe Germain, um, but at number five, I'm going to take Joe Germain uh, from the late '90s. Uh, overall stats: fifty-nine point two completion percentage, threw for 60, 63.70 in terms of yardage, fifty-six touchdowns, twenty interceptions. Um, did have a negative count in rushing yards, but uh, overall he was a solid quarterback. Uh, those '90s teams, Ohio State had some good ones. Uh, obviously, the iconic moment moment was the uh, under two minute uh, drive down to seal the win over Arizona State in the Rose Bowl. Uh, a team that probably should have won the national championship that year, um, and still in, a, in an offense that was still very. A run focus, but had a lot of outside threats, you know, David Boston, uh, et cetera. So um, some some good 90s quarterbacks, but I, I think, or, or, you know, re- reminding myself of that game, I think I, I'm going to take uh, Joe Germain at number five. Okay. So were you going down your top five or you want me to go with my number five? Yeah, I want you to go with your number okay. five now. Catching me on the spot. So um, I wasn't sure how we were going to do it. So I um, made a conscious effort oh, yeah. not to go. think about it until now. Because I can go through. No, no, no. I, I, this I is go good. This my, is good, uh, right? Time. Because this, is, this will force me to try to put them into a five pretty quickly. Because I, I haven't really settled upon who my number one uh, is yet. Um, but number five, I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, Rex Kern. Um, so, Mm, okay. Yes. Ohio state for a long time known as, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust, you know, Woody and his famous phrase, you know, that, uh, you know, if you, when you throw the ball, you know, three, three things can happen and two of them are bad. Right. So they just didn't throw the ball much, but a quarterback is more than that. Right. And, with all the good quarterbacks Ohio State has, you know, very few have won national champions, championships, right? And, and Rex Kern did that in his sophomore year with the Super Softs, right? That team of Super Softs was led by Rex Kern at quarterback, won the national championship, was very close to uh, winning it um, in 69. And depending on who you ask or talk to, he won it again in 70. So in theory, if you follow the, the line of thinking that Ohio State has eight national championships right now, Rex Kern has two, I believe. Um, which means he's pretty damn good. You know, whether he passed well or not or anything, it didn't matter. Uh, he 
really was the first quarterback, and there were several before him, right? But he was the first one that I I think really has a name that most people would recognize. Um, I think you go any further back, they wouldn't. So that's my number five, Rex Kern. Okay, I, I did. I did highly consider Rex Kern uh, for that reason. Uh, the nineteen uh, late nineteen sixties champion. Um, obviously, you know, not being alive during that time, his his stats weren't great. He think he did throw for right at a thousand yards one season, uh, but both of those years he was only around the fifty percent mark in you know completion. And I know it obviously is a much different time, um, but. You know, he, he did have a national championship there, so it, it was a tough one, um, but he did not make mine. Uh, so you probably think this is cheating, uh, but for my number four, uh, I, I put I put two guys that are kind of both very similar um, in, in that they're not great quarterbacks, uh, but, they were, but they were very clutch, and they brought us both national championships, and that is Craig Krenzel and Cardale Jones. Um, I think I, I, you have to give one to Krenzel in there, yes. uh, especially being that in that tress in that trestle system. Um, it was very run heavy. Had some good running backs, but I mean that 2002 season. I mean he was he was captain clutch. Obviously, you know holy Buckeye against Purdue, the fourth and one. I mean the fourth and fourteen against Miami in the national championship game. Uh, Krenzel came up big when it was needed. Uh, wasn't super flashy. He only had, um, you know, in that season, in that 2002 season, he only threw for 59% completion, 2,110 yards, and had 12 to 7 touchdown interception ratio. So it wasn't anything spectacular. But um, he uh, he was a good game manager, and he did what, did what was needed. And kind of similar for, you know, Cardale coming in that three-game stretch. Um, you know, I... Don't know a lot of guys who uh, would have done what he did because, you know, he had an arm for a cannon, and unlike most Ohio State quarterbacks, he actually threw the ball down the field um, and uh, let the receivers go get it. And we had the receivers to do that, which obviously helped him out. But uh, he, he he got us that three-game stretch, blew out Wisconsin, and got us a national championship. So, you know, while his overall stats aren't great either, kind of really similar, actually. Um to that Craig Krenzel season, um, the way in which he showed up, you know, both both of them, I think you gotta you gotta put them both in there, um, leading us to national titles. So, muy interesante. So, for my number four, I was actually going to go with Craig Krenzel uh, as well, um, but why not? I'll just throw you know Cardale in as a writer as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> So with with Krenzel, you know, everything that you said, but a couple of other things, you know, when you hear about Dwayne Haskins, um, you know, recently, you you, you hear a lot. And I think given the unfortunate circumstances, and I don't want to, you know, oversimplify this in any way. I don't want to do that. But I I think my point is, is with the unfortunate circumstances, I, I think the lore will grow with respect to, hey, he came in against Michigan um, and led us to victory, right, after after um, the injury, right? Um, Craig Krenzel started against Michigan in 2001. People tend to forget that 
You know, they think about the 2002 year, but Belisari was their starting quarterback. Um, I forget what stupid thing he did, but he was suspended, right? So Craig Krenzel comes in that Michigan game, and it was masterful. And it was everything. If you go back and watch that Michigan game from 2001, it's almost a 2002 season in microcosm. Because in 2002, they started out the year like gangbusters. They beat the crap out of a couple really good teams that year, Texas Tech and, and Washington State. Yeah, they you did. Know, Washington State went to the Rose Bowl. Uh, Texas Tech went to a bowl. I don't remember what it was. But they came out like gangbusters and just ripped them a hole, just like they did in the 2001 Michigan game. And then things tightened up. You know, and, and the game started getting closer and closer and closer until they finally had to get an interception at the end of the game uh, to win. Oh, hey, kind of just like 2002 where things with each game got tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And, and hey, they had to win it uh, with an interception at the end. It, it's just weird if you really think about it that 2001 Michigan game is a microcosm of the 2002 season. It's... And it's where Craig Krenzel got the start. And so it wasn't just the 2002 season. It was that coming into that Michigan game under that pressure when they hadn't done jack against Michigan in a long time. And he came in and win. Not just a couple of plays, um, but the whole game, right? So, so Craig Krenzel, mostly because of that and because he won a national championship. And in that national championship game, if he wasn't, as tough as he was, they don't win. So, Craig Krenzel, number four, with Kydell Jones as a rider. There you go. And breaking news here, um, you know, since we're we're live, uh, how about that? With the 11th pick in the draft, the New Orleans Saints take Chris Olave. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Yeah, like I said, I, I think so, yeah. he turned a lot of heads. I think everybody knew he was a good route runner. It was a solid receiver, but I think that combine or that pro day or whatever turned heads with respect to his speed. And he's just a a really nice guy, right? You know, there's nothing that seems arrogant about him in any way. So he's a good guy. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's awesome. I didn't think he'd get taken back to back with uh, Garrett Wilson, but uh, yeah, that's exciting. Great for him. Um, so yeah, now kind of getting back into it, uh, I'll go to my number three. Um, and I'm actually taking, uh, number three here, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, he had the, the one main season, obviously, you know, that big introduction Michigan the year before, but you know, you look at that year, uh, we kind of talked about it, you know, when we were remembering him, um, past episode, uh, you know, he, Oh, so yeah, remembering uh, Dwayne Haskins there, he led that team to some victories, you know, kind of that they, they really could have lost and probably should have lost. You know, you think against the the game against Maryland, um, unfortunately had some, you know, inept calling, especially the Purdue game where, you know, they couldn't run the ball to save their lives or they couldn't score in the red zone. But you look at his stats, he had 70% completion. Uh, which we'll see what C.J. Stroud does this year. But so far, that's the highest, um, second highest. C.J. Stroud actually had a, a higher percentage season this year. But uh, 70% completion, 5,396 yards, 54 total touchdowns, 50 in that one season. 
um, to nine total interceptions. Uh, so he almost threw for 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns in that one season. Uh, really came on the scene and I think, you know, really opened the door for Justin Fields and, and CJ Stroud now, uh, he, you know, two huge passing quarterbacks. So, um, you know, he led us to a Rose Bowl. Probably should have been the playoffs that year, but, uh, you know, I, th- I think we got there because of him. And we, we run the Rose Bowl uh, also uh, because of his play as well as better uh, line and running back play. But, yeah, Dwayne Haskins, uh, I think if he would have had another year, he would have had another great year. Um, so I'm going, yeah, going Haskins. Very nice, very nice. So we're at number three now, right? And just have to keep thinking about it, right? Because I have so many names that are jumping around in my head. And obviously, I got to narrow it down. Um, And it's very, very, very tough. Um, But I I, I think I'm going to go with Joe Germain. because the thing is that there are so many quarterbacks, you know, one that I kind of cast out early that I always keep coming back to and kind of want to throw him back in because he was my idol when I was a kid was Arch Schleister. And the reason really being more of that's really when they started opening it up, you know, um, passing the ball. And how can you forget people like Cornelius Green? You may not remember or have heard of him much, but, you know, he was there for the Archie years, right? Um, right. Uh, but you know, you come to the '90s, and that's when they really started to look like a passing team. And they they did at times with uh, Mike Tomzak and Schleister and Jim Carsados, you know, a little bit uh, in the '80s. They would throw it around, but just not like, um, not really until you got to Bobby Hoying in '95 did you really see him throw it around that much, and. Between Bobby Hoying and Joe Germain, it's it's hard because they're unique in different ways. But I, I go with Joe Germain just because of the calm and the poise. Uh, up until that point for Ohio State, I'd never seen anybody throw as beautiful as a ball as he, he did. And it's funny because since then I've seen several. But um, yeah, just uh, amazing that that um, uh, that uh, year, um, uh, the Rose Bowl year, and, yeah, they should have, back in the shared days, I, I think they at least should have shared that national championship uh, in 96, if not got it. But, hey, what can you do? Um, had a super 97 year, 98, if not for that fluke loss to Michigan State. Um, he would have taken that team to a national championship. So um, I think with all of that being said, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Joe Germain at my number three. All right. Uh, quick update. Speaking of uh, the wide receivers, Jameson Williams um, gets picked up by the Lions who traded up for him at number 12. Wow. Look at that. Three Buckeyes right in a row. I mean, pretend pretend it's 2020. I mean, those are three Buckeyes, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so moving up now to number two. Um, I mean, Brian Hartline, I'm sorry, I, but Brian yeah. Hartline right now has to be calling, guys. He has to be calling all of his wide receiver recruits and saying, hey, uh, I'm not really sure, uh, you know, if you're watching the draft at all, but, you know, my uh, 
Three of my receivers got taken uh, right in a row in the first round, so uh, just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Superstar. Um, so number uh, number two. Numero dos. Uh, this this one was, was a tough one, but I'm going to go uh, with the only quarterback in Ohio State history to win the Heisman Trophy, and that is none other than Troy Smith. Um, pl- not only for that, uh, but also, you know, you look at him coming in uh, to a very still pro-style, uh, run-heavy, run you know, Jim, Jim Trestle conservative offense. I think Troy Smith really opened up the door to the quarterbacks that followed him. I mean, after him, he had Terrell Pryor and then, you know, Braxton Miller, um, you know, coming up JT Barrett, you know, on and on and on. And so uh, Troy Smith, you know, that, that really first, I think, you know, quarterback, and, and I know there were, were others prior, but really who, who I think blended well, uh, a good, a good enough arm, uh, Especially throwing it downfield, with uh, you know the just the escapability to get out of the pocket, create first downs. Um, you know, not on that 2005 season, that Michigan game where I don't know how many times he he escaped the pocket and was able to run for first downs. Obviously, the pass to Gonzalez at the end to win it. Um, you know, the full 2006 season and, and some of the you know crazy games he had there. Of course, that Michigan game, uh, play action fake over the top to Teddy Ginn. Um, so, uh, very electric, uh, obviously the, the numbers weren't stellar that year and he still won the Heisman trophy. I mean, he only threw for 20, you know, 2,542 yards, but 30 touchdowns, six, en- six interceptions, pretty good ratio, 65% completion, which is, uh, pretty good. Um, but he, uh, was very efficient and obviously unfortunate that, you know, they, uh, Lost that year in the national championship yep. to Florida, but um, yeah, just all he was able to do uh, in culmination, and I think what it what it meant for uh, recruiting, especially quarterbacks in, in the next cycle, and what really Urban Meyer was able to do afterwards. So um, I, I do think that really started it, and I I think uh, a lot of that goes to Troy Smith. So he's my number two. All right, all right, all right, all right. So my number two is Dwayne Haskins. Um, he's got all the records, pretty much, uh, or he's pretty darn close to it. Um, yeah, yeah it, it all came in in one one year, but man, that's an amazing year uh, to break some of the records he did. You know, I mean, I think they should have been in the playoffs. I fully get that people think I am crazy to say that. I, I do. I mean, that loss to Purdue was terrible. And I know if I were not an Ohio State fan, I would be laughing at Ohio State for that loss. So I get it. But the point is, is I do think if you were to have looked at the rest of the resume and truly looked at the resume of the teams um, that made it to the playoffs, Really objectively, you could see a case for for Ohio State being in, and you are right. It's because of Dwayne Haskins. Um, So I think you couple that with um, the fact that he did have that come on in Michigan, right, Uh, and just the pure numbers that he put up. Um, 
it's hard to to put many people in front of him, right? Um, so I'm going with Dwayne Haskins. All right. Sounds good. The number one. And yeah, this was uh, extremely tough. Um, <laughs> and uh, maybe it's, you know, people say recency bias. I, I don't care. But um, number one, I, I am going to go with uh, Justin Fields. Um, you look at the, the full body of work, you know, totaled 68.4% completion over two years. You know, 5,373 yards, 63 touchdowns, and nine interceptions, uh, which was huge. He had almost 1,000 yards rushing, um, 867 plus 15 touchdowns there. Uh, obviously, you know, a letdown um, in the in the semifinal game to Clemson. Um, but overall, uh, one of the most uh, accurate quarterbacks Ohio State has ever had. I mean, he's a gobs more accurate than you know quarterbacks that came before him like uh miller prior um jt barrett he not only had the speed uh to run the ball and was able to run when he wanted but he was extremely extremely accurate especially um over the middle and those uh like corner routes uh you know like those deep corner routes in the end zone uh those were his throws and he made a lot of good ones. Uh, so he, he was a great game manager. It was really fun to watch him. I mean, I really enjoyed watching Justin Fields. Um, make, you know, his biggest moment, especially in that 2019 Michigan game after, you know, getting hit hard, comes back in and across his body throws like a 40-yard dart to Garrett Wilson in the back of the end zone. I mean, that's, those are the kind of plays he made. And so, um Yeah, it didn't... It didn't end up in a national title um, that year. It didn't end up in a Heisman Trophy, although he was a finalist. Um, but I think when you look for just overall quarterback, what the position is, especially nowadays, um, I think blending both beautifully in terms of, of speed, being able to run when you want to, and just being extremely accurate. Um, you know, Dwayne Haskins had a better arm, but Justin Fields, uh, and, and this might change, you know, CJ Stroud still has one more year. And I'll say uh, if, you know, CJ Stroud has another year like he did last year, uh, I think he will cement that spot. But um, for now, you know, that still has to be determined. Uh, but for now, Justin Fields is still, um, until CJ Stroud finishes, the most accurate quarterback. Um, and uh, just in terms of the position, uh, that's why I have him at number one. So. Very nice, very nice. Um, just a quick call out to C.J. Stroud. Um, I have not seen a better passer at Ohio State um, than C.J. Stroud. I'll just leave it at that <laughs> for right now. Um, yep. You're probably going to be surprised by my number one. Care to take a guess? Uh, I'm either... Uh, I don't know. I think either uh, Smith or uh, probably a quarterback from your childhood, Schleister or somebody. <laughs> uh, none of the above. I am going with J. Okay. T. Barrett. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. Um, that guy had a very amazing run. Uh, you talked about Cardale Jones, and absolutely, uh, that was that was just a very charmed year uh, to be able to you know have Cardale Jones just polish it off. That was that was amazing. But 
at the end of the day, Braxton Miller, who is going to be all everything, gets injured. Everybody thinks it's going to be Cardale Jones, right? That's the name people know. But no, it's J.T. Barrett. And he was a little shaky against Virginia Tech. I think that was more um, just the silliness from the offensive line coach acting like he'd never seen a bear defense before. But that aside, I mean, they don't get anywhere without JT Barrett. He had an amazing year that year. And the thing is, is he went on to have good seasons, right? They went to the playoffs um, again under him. So in essence, he was in the playoffs twice. Um, yeah, he, toward the end of it, a lot of people are saying, well, he just can't throw, right? He can't throw the deep ball, things like that. I really think something happened in that Michigan game when he got hurt because the JT Barrett, you watch him in some of those games, Michigan State, uh, UC, um, and a couple of others. He was throwing darts. He was throwing balls on a lawn. He was throwing the deep ball nicely, right? He was spreading the field. I think something happened. In that, in that injury in Michigan because he was never the same after that, yet he still got them back to the playoffs. He still, Justin Fields made me change a little bit, but even better than Braxton Miller, is still to this day, if I am fourth and one on my opponent's 50-yard line, I'm taking J.T. Barrett at quarterback every time. Um... I think if he weren't injured against Michigan, I think they still go to the playoffs. I think it's a different look. I think they still win it all. Um, I think he comes back his sophomore year, probably has a slump, but still gets him back to the playoffs, right? Um, I think JT Barrett was a workhorse, and uh, I'm going with JT at number one. Okay. Um, no, I, you know, I completely thought of JT for those reasons. Uh, he did have an amazing 2014 season, and I do agree if um, JT, even if he knock not got hurt, I still think they would have won it all in uh, that 14 season. Um, yeah, I mean, he he did have some great games. Uh, you know, Penn State, when they led that comeback, I think he was, what, 16 for 16 in the fourth quarter, just throwing dimes. Um, but then, you know, he turned around the next week, uh, like against Iowa, you know, throw a pick six, pick six on the first play. Um, yeah, JT Barrett was a workhorse, and I agree if, if we had a fourth and one, I want JT Barrett. Um, but to that point, I mean, he was a huge part in why we got drubbed by Clemson in the playoffs. I mean, that, you know, it, just that previous. I don't know there was so much uh, him I mean, as it was the. The play calling, come hell or high water, Urban Meyer was going to run J.T. Barron. It was just bizarre. Right. And, yeah, play calling. But, you know, in that previous uh, game against Oklahoma, like the third game, he was throwing it all over the place. And Ohio State looked good. The receivers looked yeah. good. And they were nowhere near that at the end of the year. Right. It's like something changed, and J.T. Barrett almost never threw yeah, the Yeah, I ball. do think something changed um, in him, but I yeah, also think a lot of it was Urban Meyer. Herman Meyer loves that yeah, single wing. I, I do think, I do think some of it was Urban Meyer, but um, you know, it's just like JT Barrett would never throw the ball uh, down the field, and you know that's why we didn't beat Penn State because uh, he just decided to try to run the ball. 
um, and be stubborn, like, you know, against Clemson. Yeah. So, yeah, JT Barrett was a workhorse. Uh, he had all the stats. You know, he has the most touchdowns in Ohio State history and Big Ten history. Um, but I look at the quarterback position itself. Uh, if he would have just had one more year, uh, like he did in 2014, he would have been up there. But, uh, yeah, like you said, he was never the same. And um, with him at the helm, we didn't win. We didn't win uh, the big games. Uh, Same you know, with J- uh, Justin end, so. Fields. Yeah, that is true. You know, that is true. Um, I think twenty. I, I think twenty fourteen. JT Barrett prior to the injury makes that touchdown pass to Chris Olave. He doesn't botch it up. And I'm not saying that to be mean about Justin Fields. Maybe. I mean Justin Fields is in my top ten. Justin Fields is awesome. <laughs> Uh, Justin Fields 99% of the time makes that pass. But when you're talking about the best quarterbacks in clutch situations, unfortunate mistake. I just don't think, I think pre-injury JT Barrett makes that play. He did it against Penn State, almost the exact pass uh, under coverage. Yeah, it might have been a different pass. I think actually it was a different route the more I think about it. But either way, it was still a similar clutch pass and JT made it. Yeah, I don't disagree, but he had the injury and uh, he, he wasn't the same for those three years. And I think if he would have had any better year, like, like he did, I, he probably would have been my number one, but um, yeah, he, he was, he was hanging around there, uh, you know, definitely around there. So um, still do appreciate JT Barrett, you know, even though, uh, had some ending disappointing years. I mean, we we did still win yeah. multiple Big Ten championships. He was undefe- he was undefeated against Michigan. Yep. Uh, still had some great wins. You know, Fiesta Bowl against Notre Dame. Um, so, yeah, definitely thankful for J T. Barrett and what he brought. Yep. Um, and, and all the others that are left out. Yeah, yeah, Justin Fields would would have been very close. Troy Smith would have been close. He's you know awesome. Awesome, obviously Heisman Trophy winner. Um, Trell Pryor, good quarterback. Uh, they don't have that game against Clemson. You're talking about Terrell Pryor, maybe as a, a, a Clemson, Wisconsin. I'm sorry. Um, you're talking about Terrell Pryor as a national champion, maybe right? Um, Braxton Miller, awesome quarterback. Todd Beckman played. You know, got them to a national championship. Um, Bobby Hoying, like we said. Um, uh, Joe Germain. You know, and then go back a little further. You know, uh, Tom Zach, Carsados. Maybe not Carsados as much, but Arch Leister, obviously, uh, Rex Kern, Cornelius Green, a lot of lot of good quarterbacks. Yeah, there are a lot of good quarterbacks. So, and C.J. Stroud can pass uh, it better than any of them. Yes, he can, which is why I'm excited for this year. Absolutely, especially with the talent we have around. That's right. I'll say it again. There's no reason we should not win a national championship I, this year. I agree. I agree. But I think but, what you're really saying, though, um, is that we have now completed yet another amazing episode of Buckeye Bombers with Bellhaven and the Boar. Absolutely. Stay tuned next time for the running backs. <laughs> 